Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. A podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey friends, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connie, and I am so glad you're here. I think I might be finally coming to the end of this cold. Boy, it has been miserable. I've just got the remnants of it kind of lingering about, so hopefully I won't clear my throat too many times, but let's get started. Today I'm really excited because I want to talk to you about being vulnerable. Uh, It's something that has really been on my heart lately. And it kind of is balancing this this issue of being who you are, even when you've been hurt. And so I want to kind of talk about that today. And it's really important because in my journey, one of the things I have struggled with so much is finding a place where I become okay with who God made me to be. And notice, I didn't say who I am and you know, who I turned out to be, but it's really this emphasis on understanding that I am created in the image of God. Therefore, everything about me was planned with a purpose. It is, you know, was very much on God's mind. He intentionally made me the way that I am with my strengths and with my weaknesses. He also ordained the days of my life, the hairs on my head, and the steps that I would take. And so if I believe that God is who he says he is, and I believe that I'm saved through my belief in who Jesus is, then I have to come to the place where I believe what God says about who I am. And if you have any history or past that's not pretty, that can be difficult to do. And then you run up against other people that seem to reinforce that who you are isn't enough, isn't good, isn't worthy, isn't lovable, isn't valuable. And so all of those things kind of go together to make it really hard to actually believe and live in the truth that just who God made you to be is who you're supposed to be. It's a valuable worthwhile, deserving of love and respect person. And who you are, who God created you to be, is who you are supposed to be. And the hard part is realizing that and not realizing it with approval from other people, from affirmations from the world, from gaining place and prominence or having opportunities. None of that makes you more or less of an important person. You're important because you're created in the image of God. And your life, the days that you live, 
the places and the steps that you take, which means everything that you encounter has a purpose. Your strengths and your weakness have a purpose. And so I want to talk to you about how do we get to that place where we understand that we have worth and value simply because we're created beings and we're created by God. And I have really, really struggled with that. And one of the things that I always tend to do is I look at certain aspects of my personality, especially the aspects of my personality that tend to get the most negative comments or reactions, one of which is my emotional side. I'm a very emotional, passionate person, and that can exhibit itself in um, strong reactions to joy and to grief. It can exhibit itself through tending to be loud when I talk or tending to talk too much. And so those things, when they're met with certain types of people, can really set me up for a lot of pain. And throughout my life, it's been so easy to decide that I'm defective and to not only decide that I'm defective in my own spirit, but to continue to pursue people that constantly reject who I am because somehow there's this twisted thing going on in my mind where if I can just get this type of person, the type of person that always rejects me for who I am to approve of me, then that will somehow settle in my spirit that I'm worthwhile. And if you think about it, I'm sure you have something in your heart, in your life, in your personality where you can, this resonates with you. And the thing that the Lord is teaching me is my worth and my value is not because of anything that anybody else says or does, good or bad. It doesn't matter if it's awards and compliments and praises, that doesn't give me my worth. And it doesn't matter if it's condemnation, judgment, and rejection. Because my worth is in who Christ created me to be. And it is messy. It's super messy sometimes. And if you knew me all throughout my life and you have you saw all of the, the torment that I went through and the pain and the growth to get me to the point where I'm sitting here Uh, podcasting and talking about what the Lord has done in my life, you probably would be a little bit like, yeah, you're nuts, lady. But that's the beautiful thing about God is just because man says one thing, that doesn't stop the Lord's plans in your life from being fulfilled. And so that's why it's so important that we realize that our worth and our value, our purpose in our life does not come from man. It is not fulfilled through man. It is not dependent upon man. It is by the great grace and power of a God that loves you and that made you with all of your quirks, all of your hangups, all of your weakness, and all of your strength. Because those things in the hands of an almighty God make you to be an incredible force for him. And really, that's why you're on this earth. We're not on this earth for jobs and fancy cars and nice vacations. No, we are on this earth in the state that we're in, of course, because Adam sinned, Adam and Eve, but we are here to reach people for Christ and to live for Christ. And that is the ultimate goal. And when we are doing that, we realize the value of life. 
but your life holds just as much value as any other person that you are idolizing right now. And that's why you don't need to idolize anyone and you don't need anyone's approval. Am I saying live life alone, you don't need friends and people can just go stick it to themselves? No, I'm not saying that. We do need friends, but your value is never dependent on the people that like you or approve of you. Your value is not dependent on you not being awkward anymore. No, you are awkward for a reason. You are loud for a reason. You are silent for a reason. My daughter is one that is an extreme introvert. You have introverts that are quiet people that don't really like to talk, etc. But my daughter is an extreme version of that to where it's even hard for her to smile out in public. And, you know, she has faced so much opposition from being who she is. And so what I have tried to teach her throughout the years is it's a balance of growth. Yes, you're growing. You're changing in the sense of you are taking who you are as the core person that God created you to be, and you are getting stronger and better. But you are not changing who you are. You are just molding who you are to be the most effective version of who you are. And then it's not only growth, it's also acceptance. And it's trusting that you are made in the image of God and that you are created as you are meant to be. And so as she has gone through life, she hasn't somehow, you know, not, not, she's not, not an introvert anymore. She's very much an introvert, but she is a more confident introvert. And so that allows her to begin to talk to people some, to smile when it's the right time, and to not beat herself up when she just can't seem to do it. And that should be the same for you. You don't need to change who you are for other people. You are strengthening the core person that God has created you to be. Your characteristics are there for a purpose. Your weakness serves a purpose. And so the goal is not to become a different person. For me, the goal was never to not be an emotional, passionate person. And it has taken me years upon years to realize that. But the Lord keeps speaking to me. Connie, just as you are is how I created you to be. And if you would stop seeking other people's approval, the Lord tells me, you would realize that you are just as you are supposed to be. And he told me through scripture, through the still small voice in your, in your heart, I, that I am okay. And on top of that, the goal is not to not be emotional and passionate. The goal is to be in control of my emotions and my passion. But God gave me this fire in my pants. <laughs> God gave me this loud robust spirit that I have. And whatever you have today, that is yours, a gift given to you by God. It's not an accident. It's not a flaw. And we really need to cement this in our minds that if you love Jesus, then you need to focus on working to get to the point where you know that you are safe and you are loved by him. And if you are safe and loved by him, then you can rest and relax in who you are. The world needs your authenticity. And I need you to understand, there's this verse in the Bible that talks about guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart. And I think sometimes we take this verse completely out of context. This verse does not mean 
to lock yourself up, do not get emotionally involved in things, to not be yourself, to tamper down your gifts because your weaknesses might show through. No, this verse, the guard your, above all else, guard your heart is referring to guarding your heart against sin, against the deceit and the attacks of the devil and the world, the lusts of the flesh. This is not talking about guarding yourself so that other people don't see things about you that might make you vulnerable or that people don't see you in a light where they might reject you. Friend, you will get hurt if you are vulnerable. But you need to stand on the truth that you hold worth and value that is not dictated by what man thinks of you. Approval or rejection. You need to understand that to not get emotionally involved because you might get hurt is it costs you something. It costs you if you remain locked up. You will miss out on not only authentic relationships with people, but you will never be able to understand what God really thinks about you. And it does take time to get to the place where you trust what God says about you, but you can't do it at all if you refuse to expose your heart, your soft underbelly, as my mom calls it, because you might get hurt. Way before I learned that I was just okay as I am and I was created in the image of God and that he loved me and I didn't have to prove myself, I decided that I was not going to stop being vulnerable. Even though being vulnerable continually and consistently put me in places of rejection and great hurt. I decided long before I could accept that I had value and worth in God that I was not going to let other people make me hard. And through the great grace of God, I believe that he has helped me maintain and keep that promise to myself. I always tell myself, and it's easier to tell myself this than it is to believe it and live by it, but I will say that the more you do, the more that you take steps out into the stormy waters and the unknown, the more you realize, yeah, pain hurts, it sucks, people are mean, but they're still good. And there are things that I would have missed out on had I not taken the step. And sometimes it's not anything that people had to offer me. It was that the rejection led me to know the love of Jesus. Did you catch that? If you're in a season of rejection, if you're in a season of being turned away, whether it's by family members or fellow believers or schoolmates or whatever, rejection leads you to the love of Jesus. You can't experience things in the spiritual when you are stuck in the physical. And we need healing at the core of our person. The core of who you are needs to know that you're loved. And then all of the superficial layers, the outer layers of who you are can accept it. But if you only ever tell yourself out loud, I'm loved, I'm a child of God, it is never going to get into your core person. Your core person needs to be held and covered in the love of Jesus Christ. 
And how do we do that? We do that by being vulnerable and sometimes by being rejected. Because when man walks away, we get to see that God remains. If man is always there, then we are putting on a front. Because if we are doing everything to make man approve of us, something is wrong. And if man is there, we are not going to be brought to the place where we can experience the love of Jesus Christ. And you need it because you need to know that your life is immeasurably valuable, that you hold potential that no one else in the 8 billion people that populate this entire planet hold. You have a divine purpose. And even aside from your purpose, the point that you're created to do something, even more than that, Just you, as you are, is loved by God. He came and died for you on a cross. He was rejected and shamed and bore the weight of every sin that has ever been committed, past, present, and future, so that you could know him and his love for you. He is pursuing you relentlessly. When you are sleeping, he is awake in the night watches. When you are in the pit, he is there holding you. When you are cold by the loss and the cruelty of this world, he is the blanket that warms you. When you think you just can't go on and you realize you wake up another day, he has been the sustenance that has carried you through. Refuse to believe that you are unworthy because the king of the world, the one that at some point every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he alone is Lord, he has said you are loved. Take steps today to be vulnerable. Take steps to find the love of Jesus. Take steps to believe that you do not have to prove yourself to man to find your worth, that your worth is secure, and your goal is to simply know that it is true. I want to read you a couple of verses here. 2 Corinthians 5 verses 13 says, The love I have for Christ controls, urges, and impels me. Let the love that you have for Christ Control, urge, and impel you into the truth that he has for you. I also want to read you, I'm trying to find it in my notes here, just a minute. Okay, Isaiah 11 verse 12 says, He will assemble the outcasts and gather together the dispersed. Why is that important? Because most of us feel like outcasts. And God is wanting you to know that if you feel like you are an underdog, an outcast, a failure, someone that is without a place, he is wanting to gather you. And the word gather is traced back in its root meaning to the word reconciliation. And the word reconciliation means to restore, to settle, to resolve. And so the Lord wants to help you reconcile that your worth, your value is in him and him alone. And he wants to show you in a very real and tangible way that he loves you. Friend, be sure 
to like, share, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. Tell all your friends and family about it. I greatly appreciate the support and keep in mind, I pray every time before I record an episode and I pray for my listeners on a regular basis. If you have a question about your faith or your walk with God or anything to do with the show, please do reach out on social media at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can send me a private message or through the website, www.blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com. And there on the Contact Me page, you will find an email where you can directly message me. I look forward to hearing from you. Do send me any prayer requests you have. And I look forward to seeing you next time.